Audacity. Test, test, one, two. Yeah, you're recording. Um, yay! Uh, okay, I was recording too, and I was like, maybe I should, maybe for editing, this will be less easy, or, well, le less difficult if I stop. So, no, it's okay. We're, we're recording. We're good. Sink in. Uh, sink in. Three, two, two one. one. Let's stay in the intro. Okay. <laughs> What's up, everybody? This is Leopard Dread. Subtruffles. Subtruffles. Yes. This is episode eight. And today we're talking about, and I realize we're late to the party on this one. I don't really care because this just means I get to geek out about this just that much more. Mm. We're talking about the ritual. Yes. Exclusive. Or yes. available on Exclusive. Netflix. Or right available now. on Netflix. Yeah, it's right a now. Netflix original. And I've never seen Chris more excited. Like, you've heard Chris get excited about some of the stuff that we've talked about, but he is so excited. Oh, oh, this. yeah. I was. Oh, oh, yeah. I was messaging hardcore Ryan. messaging. Yeah. Ryan. Actually, <laughs> and uh, actually, I don't, it was like not the most I don't, ideal. It was like not the most ideal to way to watch this movie. The I had longest lull period the longest on my job. lull period. So I was just watching on my phone. So I was just like, usually I'm like a and like usually I'm like a cinephile like pseudo cinephile like I want I want to watch things big on the screen. But you know times sometimes a luxury. No times sometimes a luxury. But I was watching my phone. I was glued to the screen and like glued to the screen. We'll talk more about it. We'll talk more about it. Watching the movie with headphones. Watching the movie with headphones really was a really experience and like amazing experience. And because Chris said that i did not watch it on a giant tv i watched it on my computer with headphones in and i have to say that it just it also because of the because of what the movie is it just adds another experience to it which i i, I don't think i have anything bad to say about this movie. i don't either I'm yeah i don't yeah, either like, yeah the reason why i was, I yeah, was and like the reason why i was, I was like messaging i was giving Ryan her like a heads up. like i was giving her like, like a heads hey up. i know you have like, a thing hey about i know you have a thing this about has excellent sounds. sound quality this has excellent sound so, quality. No, oh so. my god like there is nothing about this movie that bothered me in that respect like no mm. audio triggering no gruesome bits it was just a really solid movie but i will say that the way it ended is what killed it for some people i know that really love horror and mm. the ending for me because of the culture it's rooted in is what made the movie for me as a horror fan so i so i like saw both sides of the spectrum like okay so Let's just get right into it. Yes, uh, let's do a recap or so, just yes. some production notes. Yes, uh, so, let's do a yeah. recap. Uh, this or, was just some uh, production picked up and distributed notes. by Netflix, so, but it first premiered. Uh, this in was uh, picked up and distributed so, by Netflix, but it right, first almost premiered a, or, a little over a year ago at the Toronto so, International Film right, Festival. Almost a, or a little um, over a year ago and at the Toronto International Film Festival on February 9th, twenty eighteen, and it was released on Netflix. Directed by David Bruckner. So when I looked him up, he's a directed by David. 
writer. He's already uh, a veteran. So I, when I looked him horror. up, he's a um, he's pretty, done. He, he's a he's already a veteran like and horror. The Signal in um, he's or, done in 2007, which I haven't seen, like but it sounds badass. The Signal in 20 um, or he also 2007, wrote, which I haven't Okoro seen, and but it sounds Amateur badass. Night, which was part. Um, of the he also wrote VHS Okoro and directed Anthology. Amateur Night, which was part. So this guy has some serious VHS horror anthology under his belt. So this guy has some serious horror. This was a huge surprise. Andy Serkis helped produce this. Was a huge surprise. Okay, so he's Andy Serkis. So produces yeah. So I was like, okay, so he's he's not so motion capture. Yeah, so he's stepping out more from motion capture, which is great. Like he has actual now he's doing production side. So Black Panther. You know, I guess you see this a lot in movies where. Uh, you have, like, you know, you, I guess you see this a lot in movies uh, where in Hollywood or just the movie uh, you have like actors or writers and producers uh, in, in Hollywood or just the movie. They're surrounded by all this talent all the time. So producers themselves you definitely pick up stuff. They're surrounded by all this talent all the time. I would you definitely pick up stuff and. Um, I, I, I really, I would I'm really curious like what to, Andy Serkis brought to the I, I, table. I really, I'm really that's, curious that just blew my mind. what Andy Serkis um, brought to the table. It was that, also that, based on a book. Mind. Yes, it was based on a book um, called The Ritual by Adam Neville. I, yes, it was based on a book, book called Ryan, The Ritual by Adam no, Neville. No, I, yeah, I have, I have not. Ryan, have I have you? not read the book. <laughs> I will tell you that this movie makes me want to do two things one go hiking yes and two read the book yes both be yeah yes yes I, both i honestly just i have nothing bad to say about mm-hmm. it i really don't it's it's very I, good it looks so good mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. looks it's, was. it's very good oh, it's mm-hmm. um it was just it was firing on all oh, cylinders, and um, the movie it was, just, was it was firing on all cylinders, and of the, the movie of was carried by the protagonist, talent, played by uh, Rafe Spall. Uh, one of the leading um, protagonists, so when, played I, by when I was Rafe watching this movie, I was like, I know that guy. Um, so, so when I, I was when I was watching this movie, I was like, this guy, I know that guy. Turned up in a lot of so I had to pause it and look him up, and this guy I really enjoyed. Turned up in a lot of really works that I. That no, I really enjoyed by him until, until really after watching this movie. No, so he was him until until um, after watching this movie. He's in so he's, the Big Short, which is one um, of my all-time favorite movies. He's in um, the Big Short, and, like, I just which is one of my all-time favorite movies. He's, he's that guy, um, yes. And like um, I just he's also he's that guy, episodes of all time. He's also in one of the best um, Black Mirror and episodes he's also of recently all time. Oh White my Christmas. God, that's right. Yeah, yeah. He was, he and he's also recently appeared in the dad who. Just yeah, yeah, he was AWOL, he was the the dad who killed just went he killed a pop pop he killed a pop pop like I saw like a, he was playing he was playing very much similar character like I saw like he was he was playing a very much similar character he was also in um, in the ritual oh, where I don't want to bring this up but I'm going to he was also in the most recent Jurassic. Movie. I actually haven't seen Jurassic World yet, so I, don't. I don't. Don't please don't. I okay. actually haven't seen Jurassic um, World yet, so I, you know, I don't. Okay. Don't please just don't. find okay. basically find um, all the clips online, okay. mm-hmm. watch those, and that's enough. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. It sucked big Dino balls. Uh, okay, that's sad. All right. Do you know what doesn't suck Dino uh, balls? Is that this movie? Well, well this you know movie yes, doesn't but suck Dino balls. Is that it collaborated? Well, in a bunch well, this of movie yes, but Reese Fall. So apparently also, he was in Shaun of the Dead and a bunch of World Dead movies. And apparently he was in Shaun of the Dead and Hot Fuzz and World Dead. And like Tarantino. And he was also in How are you all these films that I love? And I quit the Tarantino. Just finding about this now. How are you all these films that I love? And I 
this guy just finding out about this, this now, I love Rish but he yeah. was so, so good. This, this guy, like, I love this. I love Rish The rest of the cast was like, so they were good. Really strong, and like and I think they played the rest of the cast. Like they were really strong, and I think they played incredibly realistic characters. Grounded, um, fleshed and they, out. They all had like and realistic characters. Clash of personalities. They all had like drama. Quirky or because like one clash of personalities create a lot of tension like, like, and, like, and, and drama. That's you know because like one if you just lost in the woods. Clashing personalities and you know that's stressful enough. But then you have all these personalities and. Uh, backstories sort of and dramas over, not really overlapping with one another mm. but simultaneously occurring at the same time mm. and, and you're doing mm. it for to get your mind off of things mm. and it, there's just a lot of things happening all at once mm. um, yeah so apparently I, apparently mm. the original yeah, so tagline I, for this movie when it was being used for advertising was they should have gone to Vegas mm. but this was coming out this was coming out right around the time that mm. the massacre in Vegas happened, so they changed. Oh, uh, okay. Accordingly, yeah, that too. They should have that's a gone smart to move. Idea, uh, okay, which was good on their yeah, part. That, like Bravo, that's a smart move. Was on that team. Mm. Um, and then everything else that I sort of want mm. to talk about is not till much later in the movie. So let's just dive right into this. Yeah. So the the elevator pitch for the movie is. Um, yeah, so, so five, the the elevator pitch uh, for the movie British, is uh, um, friends. So five uh, all from university. Uh, British. So you have uh, Phil, Dom, friends, Hutch, Luke, uh, all from Rob, university. Played so by Phil, uh, Dom, Hutch, respective order. Rafe Ball, Archer played Ali, by uh, Robert James Collier, respective order. Rafe Ball, Archer um, Ali, Robert James uh, during Collier, a night of drinking. Um, one of the uh, friends during a night of drinking gets killed um, in a uh, one of the friends like convenience store liquor gets store gets killed uh, in um, a uh, hold up like a, a convenience store liquor store um, uh, um, Phil was with robbery guys Phil was with one of the guys yeah I think it was Rob yeah Rob. Uh, it was Rob yeah I think it was Rob yeah I think it was Rob yeah Phil was Rob just um, he, he and goes um, straight up. Like Phil mode, just he hides he behind. Uh, goes straight a up, shelf like flight mode. He hides he was, behind. Be, uh, yeah, I mean, shelf, I don't want to defend him. He did pick up a bottle of vodka. Was, yeah, but yeah, but I guess he, he was gonna like throw it at him. Exactly. But yeah, he, but he, he was he, planning to, but he choked. And exactly, uh, he, he, he was planning to, but he choked and in the face and died. Uh, Rob ended so up this getting clubbed in the face. He just in the face. He got smacked in the face. So this was it a machete or was it a crowbar? It was. It was a really. It was, oh, it was like, a machete. It was a machete or was it a crowbar? It was, he, it was a really yeah. brutal death. It was, it was oh, pretty grit, yeah. uh, visceral. Yeah, and, it was, it was uh, pretty grit, a uh, Phil slash visceral uh, and played uh, like the horror. Phil slash like, the uh, wrath crippling played after that, like, like so the horror well. and like so after that horrific, crippling horrific, aftermath um, like so well. So uh, after that incident, horrific, it, horrific, fast forward um, six months way, uh, where they decide to fast go forward the six months way, where they decide to um, go because that was an idea Rob Switzerland and there were because that was an idea lay his ashes pitched, to rest and uh, they were planning hike. to uh, lay his ashes to rest I will say that I do really uh, on this hike yes I've never I mean I've gone hiking yes but I've never done I've never I mean I've gone hiking like multi week but I've never done like a hiking trip multi day like multi week really I mean yeah I mean I've done on this level I grew up in the Boy Scouts so I mean I do yeah I mean I've done all day hiking I grew up in the Boy Scouts so we we do like all day hiking 
exception stuff. Like um, I was doing. I guess like, like the survival one exception. Badge. Like so, we did I was like doing a two-day like, survival and so you set up. So we did uh, one like of the a two-day hike. was set up uh, and so a you set up just using stuff. Uh, one of the things we had to do was set up which is really fun, really shelter just using stuff you could find around. Nothing on the scale that these guys were doing. Were nothing on the scale that these guys were hiking. What they were for a week straight or something? I don't know. They were hiking what? Yeah, before shit. A week started straight going down. They, before, well, I so when I yeah was before in high shit school, started going down. Um, but and it was three days, mm-hmm. and you canoed to each destination. Oh, it's so cool. Um, so we were, mm-hmm. we started out like at the very top of where oh, the fuck so we cool. were. I can't even remember. And we canoed down to the first spot, and this is like not showering, mm-hmm. not like it's gross. But it it's, was not cute. But you're just you just you just amped up an adrenaline and just like oh, I mean yeah. I didn't care I thought it was awesome I think the coolest part was um so but it's, one of us had but a, you're just you know, you're just, you're just amped up an adrenaline and just like oh yeah um and we pull the canoe over and we stop because as I go to mm-hmm. get out of the I'm getting out of the canoe and I stop because about fifty plus feet away from me is a bear Wait, what kind of bear? Grizzly, black. I'm gonna say it was a grizzly bear. Ooh, crazy. So I, it didn't see, like it Wait, didn't what like, kind of bear? It, like grizzly, stopped black. whatever it was doing, like didn't make eye contact with me. Oh, but I like crazy. backed up slowly and was like, I'll just pee in the river, mm-hmm. and we just sort of pushed off and kept going. Um, but yeah, we basically canoed to every destination and. Mm-hmm. We didn't get back on a bus until our last day when they drove us home. Mm. We canoed to every single destination. We were out in the middle of a field and surrounded by a forest. Oh, that's so cool. We had to pitch our own tents with no help from the teachers. The teachers had their own tents. Every single group of kids like had their own. Oh, that's we had to so do it cool. Ourselves. We had to practice beforehand to make sure we knew what went where. Like, they were like, you're going to do this yourself. If your tent collapses in the middle of the night, it's your own damn fault. I wish my high school did this. This sounds awesome. (laughs) This sounds so cool. (laughs) It was really cold at night, though. I will say that. Uh, I was not. I wish my high school did this. This sounds awesome. This sounds so cool. But it was so a lot of fun. (laughs) Like, I would do it again. Don't get me wrong. I would absolutely, like, go hiking and do it it again. Where would would you. Where would you want to hike? Like, like the Appalachian Trail, or like up and down the Mississippi River. Well, see, River? here's the thing. Where so I just found this out recently you, because we have a where would you want to hike? Friend like, like the Appalachian Trail, the Appalachian or like up right and down now. the Mississippi River. You can't stay on the Appalachian Trail. Oh, really? Huh? Yeah. You like can hike X amount during the day Oof. and stop and everything like that, but you have to eventually like go oh, off really? the trail. Huh? And go sleep somewhere for a night, like a hotel or whatever, which kind of like ruins the experience. That, no, don't do it. No. Like I would never, like I would never want to like uh, go hiking in the desert. That because if you've no, seen 127 hours, like you don't, you don't want to do that. The only exception I would that do- movie has scarred me for life. I never <laughs> want to go hiking in the desert. Like I mean, technically in the desert, but I don't want to do it. Uh, apparently, there's the like a only hidden, exception or not hidden, like, I would do. Uh, like a sort of secret <laughs> trail. I mean, technically um, in the desert, but the uh, apparently there's like a hidden, or not a hidden, but like this uh, really amazing, like a sort of secret. Oasis. Like there's like trail. Wait, yeah. let's um, do that. Yeah, let's do that. Grand Canyon. <laughs> let's that leads do that. To, yes. 
Make like sure phones really are fully charged. We have backups and backups. Have satellite like phones. Have, have yes. signal flare. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, we have <laughs> yes. solar, everything. Mm. I'm down. Let's yes. do that. Have satellite phones. Left for dread field trip. Signal flare. Left for dread field trip. Uh, Let's go hiking. I know, I know, I know. This is not a hiking podcast, mm-hmm. but yes. my I would love to go back Left to the for Pine Dread and, field and hike there because um, I'm from New Jersey. I know, I know, I know. This is not a hiking like podcast, the, but the local weird my, I would love yes. to go back to the Pine Barrens. That was and hike there that was like one of my all time favorite Jersey Devil Boy Scout like trips. The, we had we took local a trip weird to folktale stuff, the Pine Barrens, and. That was uh, that was like one of my all time favorite Boy Scout trips. We, had, I didn't we took know a trip that to the Pine Barrens and until I was out of college um, and I was really mm. pissed that I found that out. I too want that late. to be my major. Uh. <laughs> I was like, I could have been a freak and been mm. I could have been like my total freak self and R- been I want that to be my major. Uh. <laughs> right. We we could have had a TV show on sci fi. <laughs> Like Bigfoot right. Hunters or something like that. I don't know. <laughs> right. right. We, well, we now we can call it something else. I don't want to call sci-fi. it now because it would spoil the end of the movie. <laughs> like but... Bigfoot Hunters or yes. something like that. I don't know. Well, let's go to Sweden. Yes, let's go to Sweden. Yes, so <laughs> let's, go to Sweden. let's go to Sweden. But let's... For, well, again, two lessons. Yes. Two, two lessons. Uh, One, watch your steps. Let's go to Sweden. Yes. So and two, let's go to Sweden. Stay on the path. But let's <laughs> children. For, well, again, two lessons. Yeah, two two lessons. One, watch your steps. Stay. Any and two, okay. So anybody who listens, stay on to the path. My favorite murder. <laughs> One of their, which is a true crime podcast that I love. Not, nothing. nothing. Yes, I'm a hardcore Just, murderino. Oh. Anybody that listens to that, one of the hosts, her name is Georgia, says, "Stay out of the, stay out of the woods, stay out of the forest." We're the same fucking thing applies here, guys. Like, stay out of the fucking woods. Yes. Stay with your buddy. Split up the snacks. Someone go get help and someone stay with the injured. Yes. Or you keep going the way you were supposed to go. Don't go through the motherfucking woods. Yeah. I... Uh, just nothing good happens in the woods. Nothing goes. Ha- you know what? You know the okay. Yes, I I understand. You know. Yeah. I. It's like oh yeah, we just, can make good time and stuff. It's, nothing no, goes. Just, ha- you know what? You know the okay. Yes, uh, I I just understand. Time, it's not worth you know. the death. It's not. It's not it's worth. Like, oh yeah, the, we can make good time. Just, everybody dies. No, everybody just, goes through the forest. Exactly. Effort. Everyone dies. Uh, and and everyone dies. In horrific ways. It's not worth the. They look upon into the abyss. Like like exactly. Everyone dies. And, 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 and the, her, like, horrific ways, and, and two, and they, they stumble upon, they, they, they look upon a, into the abyss, a like old, like not only do they go to the with, forest, with, you know, like, like that's like, bad, with and two, they, they, they stumble on the trees upon and on the door, a, oh, oh, and there's oh, like, a creepy me, old me, cabin, me, yes, me, with me, the rooms, like rooms, with weird carvings on the trees and on the door, and there's and so yes. I agree with the sentiment yes, that I read yes. in this Newsweek article that was talking about this movie. There is a turning point in this movie where it goes from like an all male reboot of the Blair Witch Project to like a true horror movie, mm-hmm. and it's like when they get to this cabin. Yeah, and even though it doesn't feel like it's that far into the movie, because I don't think it is. Mm-hmm. I think it's only like a half an hour in, maybe yeah. even less. Um, 
it really just, that's where it, it really becomes a turning point because you're sort of laughing at certain point. Like I found myself like giggling at certain points and I was like, oh, this is, this is cute. Like yeah, it's, it's, like it's setting you up for like the giant fall. Cause a lot, a lot of those, I mean, it starts off on a really bleak note, but you yeah. see a lot of camaraderie. Yeah, it's, it's setting you up for like the, the giant fall. Like, Cause a lot, a lot of those, yeah. I mean, it starts really off awesome. on a really yeah. bleak but note, but you see a lot of camaraderie and joking during the hike. the movie. And yeah. I wrote yeah. them all down mm-hmm. because I wanted to know what they meant. Mm-hmm. And I wanted to know, like, which runes we were talking about, whether we were talking about the Elder, f- uh, I think it's mm-hmm. the f- Futhrak. Mm-hmm. I, I, can't, I can't, I'm not trying to, like, butcher anything. So maybe I'm not going to try and pronounce that. But I know, I can write it down, obviously, but I know the different, there are different kinds of runes. They all sort of have the same... Um, uh, like beginning so, point. So these are runes from Scandinavian folklore. And, yes, yes. These are these are Nordic Scandinavian runes that are carved so, into. The so tree. these are runes from them, I think Scandinavian sort of folklore. And, and sort yes, of did whatever they wanted because they couldn't find it anywhere. But the rest of them, one of them, I'm convinced is a is a binding rune that they combined two runes. Ooh. And it makes, actually, it makes sense. And maybe this is me just looking too much into it, but looking at what this movie was about, mm. looking at where they are, looking at all of this stuff, it would make sense to me that they would have combined the two runes that I thought it was to make this one symbol. And it was like, ah, oh, perfect, awesome. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry to interrupt. What? But, um, no, 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 go ahead. So I was just looking up stuff about. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, Um, so I was just looking up stuff um, about so um, there's a so Nordic a major aspect of Norse pathology um, that plays a huge role in the movie are um, the the tune, which is a a type of so a major aspect. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. We don't know about that yet. Cut this out. The the Jotun. We don't know about it yet. Very <laughs> Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Continue. Oh, okay. I'm so sorry. Okay, we'll cut it out. We'll it, cut though. this out. <laughs> One of the runes on the tree. Bearing the lead. I looked it up. Bearing the lead. Okay, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Like continue. properly and like thought about it for a second. I was like, okay. fuck. I could have predicted this shit, mm. but I didn't like. I was. I didn't think about it. I just got so excited. Mm. Um. So they have. Um. Mm. The inheritance rune. Hmm. The wealth rune, um, a rune that is a symbol for communication, reconciliation, journey, and agreement. Uh, they have a rune carved on that tree for pain, compulsion, and necessity. Uh huh. So, so you're saying like the the production team, the directors, they actually did their homework. Ma, it's entirely possible they. Did. I hope they did their homework. So, um, so you're saying like the the production team, the directors, they actually did their homework. Well, that makes sense. I mean, we'll we'll get to that, but that mm-hmm. yeah, that definitely makes exactly. sense. Exactly. And then the the room well, combination that, makes that sense. I thought I saw. I mean, we'll we'll get to that, but that like that definitely makes sense. That has like half a figure eight on it. Uh, I'm assuming they took liberties with this, just like I am. But if I had to guess. Uh, I would have assumed that they did the combination rune of Isa and Jera. And Isa is, is, um, represents actually the primal form. 
Okay. Which I was like, oh, okay, I can see that with the rest of the movie. And it also means to stop a process, which again also ties into the movie. I, and then I feel like we should have a visual companion to this podcast. Because I think like all these runes and like the they're hitting me yeah. would be so fascinating. I know. Um, and then the Jera rune means to bring change, fertility, or growth. So... All in all, the basic thing that you're seeing here is everything about, like, growth, rebirth, reconciliation, journey, and pain. And evidently, pain is a big thing in this movie that after I read an article about it, I was like, that makes a whole lot of sense. Maybe they said it in the movie and I just missed it because I was so enamored with the culture that they chose to use for this movie. Reconciliation is is standing out to me because that's a very prominent theme because, like, um... A lo- these these uh, these friends are re- uh, trying to re- reconcile with the passing of their friend, especially Phil, who feels so guilty about it. Well, don't forget, also, his friend Dom holds him responsible. He's like, you're a fucking yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, well, on the surface, people are like, like one of his best mates. Uh, I don't recall which one it was, but they, he was having a side conversation with them during the hike. It's like I think it was Hutch. Yeah, yeah. He was like, it, yeah, I, you, you don't need to blame yourself. Uh, it's not your fault. Uh, but when, but when the stress begins to melt and, you know, tensions and emotions are running really raw, like the true deep feelings start to come out where like, so like people, people in the group actually do hold Phil in contempt for not doing enough to save Rob and, and Rob, um, Rob is going through this incredible guilt and you see these, like these hallucinatory dreams or visions or like waking nightmares that he experiences where he he relives that night in the convenience store uh and this haunts them and like so those the fact that you mentioned that there are there are these runes about reconciliation it's it's like wow that's that's amazing the hell that's like i mean if that's coincidence that's weird but it's just it's just i think it's just too on the nose just to be there it says in the in the notes for this movie on imdb it says the rune seen in the early part of the movie on the trees as well as in the final act which i oh that's this one okay so at one point luke the the guy that sort of like fuels this whole movie gets these points on him and uh when you get later on to the movie, you find that other people have the same thing. And according to this, it says that um, the rune scene in the early part of the movie on the trees, as well as in the final act, is the Othala slash Odell rune from the Elder Futhark, I think. The Futhark? It is, yeah. It is the rune for O in, in the written language of the Vikings and is typically thought of as Odin's rune, which stands for heritage or state. Hmm, okay. Which apparently has been, which is why it looked so much like uh, a Nazi symbol to me, because the rune has also been co-opted by Nazi and white supremacists as a symbol through its usage. So, like, yeah, okay, they took a Buddhist symbol and flipped it around and it turned it into the Nazi sign. But more than that, apparently somebody has gone further than that and saying that they're taking basically Odin's rune and and 
destroyed it and destroyed its meaning because it means heritage and very much about like your roots and where you come from, which I also thought was really kind of amazing with everything to do with this movie, given how old the Nordic culture is everything about all of that. And the fact that um, when they were trying to find their way through the woods, they found, I don't know if they actually found the body, but they found a tent with a girl's ID in it that expired in 1984. Yeah. yeah, They, they found, they found, uh, they, they, they found tents, they found remnants, they found a wallet, mm-hmm. but they, they never found the bodies. Um, except, well, except for the bodies that they, the, f- the fresher ones in the trees. Um, so yeah, so just to backtrack a little bit. So um, they take a shortcut. Instead of going a long way around, uh, they decide to um, travel southwest after Dom like, severely sprains his ankle. Uh, and they decide to just go cut th- straight through towards the um, like a, a lodge that they made reservations for, um, and so they go into the woods, <clears throat> and it starts it starts raining like crazy, and they find this mysterious cabin, um, and it's it looks it's been abandoned for ages, and uh, on the way there they find they find trees uh, trees carved with these runes. Um, and like we said before, this is like the turning point in the movie, um, this cabin in the woods scene where things start to get super weird. Like they, they go, they go upstairs and they find this, uh, like this pagan totemic, uh, idol made of, made of like trees and branches and, and kindling. Um, and it's like super creepy. It's like this giant tree like figure with antler horns and um it freaks them the fuck out and um i mean to be fair wouldn't it freak you out mm-hmm. if you found an abandoned cabin that was mostly like a tinderbox mm-hmm. and you found a pagan's like first of all if you're anybody if you're going through the first of all you shouldn't be in the forest yeah you're going through forest and you see runes carved into a tree back the fuck yeah, up. Yeah, you're like it's like, yo, this is this is where this is the point in the movie where you turn around and you just we're just gonna go the long way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Go back out, go around. Mm-hmm. This is the again, back to my earlier point where you split up the snacks, two of you stay mm-hmm. and the two and the other two go back and find help. I mean, how how is cell service in in Scandinavia? Like, I know it's like. Eh. Well, they said that the cell the they said that their cell phones were useless. That's why they had a map and a compass. Oh, okay. Well then, I mean, they they, they cross it up. But uh, maybe, what what about what about a satellite phone? You know, just I know they're expensive. I don't think I don't think anybody uses that oh, anymore. Well, <laughs> anyway, I I've seen too many movies. It's like I have a satellite Chris, phone. It's okay, we would. <laughs> I, we would. We would. We it's would, okay. We would. We would be resourceful. <laughs> For the all two feet that would be between us in the Grand Canyon, we'll get a satellite yes. phone. Yes, we will right? get a satellite phone. It'd be great. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but this is the, this is the point in the movie where you just you just get out of dodge, especially when I think it was Paul. No, it was Phil. It was Phil. Um, Phil took took a double take at the the pagan idol, and he saw like a pair of, like mummified human feet in uh, that was encased in all the twigs and bark that made up the idol to begin with. It's like, that's another red flag. Please go. <laughs> it's like, yeah, please do not 
spend the night here. Do not pass go. Do not collect two hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. Fuck off. Mm-hmm. Um, but they decide to spend the night, um, and this is when they all experience horrific nightmares. Uh, mm-hmm. Phil is again haunted by um, the convenience, the night of the convenience store murder robbery. But I just love, I loved how this movie like depicted that. Like he's sleeping and he wakes up. There's this giant bright white light coming in through the windows and he he opens the door and is still forced around but there's also like convenience store lights like hanging from the trees and there's like rows of alcohol and it's like that is so messed up and bizarre i love it it's so good so according to the article that i read part of this world that they're building is this you can't really see it like you know it's there and for a second i thought we were watching like a remake of troll hunter and i was like if this is gonna be another fucking troll i'm gonna be really pissed because <laughs> i was i was gonna get really mad i was like this has now gotten to a really good point the trees are breaking we can't see anything and then you get like like glimpses of things and you're like oh maybe it's a fucking yeti maybe it's like the swedish yeti yeah it or was maybe it's a troll it was a very much like a spielberg-esque kind of jaws feel where it's like a it very was, slow yeah. burn and like you you can never you can hear like again like this movie plays incredibly with sound so you hear like these mm-hmm. rustling movements and and you hear like growling but it's not like regular creature growling it's mm-hmm. growling but it's speaking a, like a dead language mm-hmm. and it's just it was so so well put together and so well done and obviously very well researched yeah I really want to go out and break my book rule right now and just buy the book yeah you should um, do it I will do it okay. too we'll have okay. a book club it'll be great yeah yeah um. So this is just according to the lore that the uh, movie created, not like in reality. Um, according to the lore that the movie created, ancient uh, Scandinavian people who were burdened by emotional pain were sometimes granted an otherworldly escape, and they and their gods sent a nameless beast to ease their suffering. The beast gave every tortured person a choice: submit and worship in worship it in life or die a miserable painful death Mm. yes and we do see that um on their way i forget it was before or after the cabin but they found it was right before they found the cabin okay yeah it was a dude who was like they found a human who was like fucking impaled on a tree not just impaled but like flayed open like his entire gut which is like ripped open and bleeding out And it was still steaming too yeah and yeah, it was still fresh. Like, oh, it was great. Very fresh. That's the other thing. I'm sorry. If you see a fresh kill of anything, fuck off. You don't know what's in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. And But that also brings me to uh, another trivia point in this moment. The way the victims are hung. Mm-hmm apparently mirrors a part of the mythology about odin oh yeah um the uh, about the tree of yadrasil exactly who originally gained wisdom and knowledge of rune magic by hanging himself from the world tree Ooh, excuse me by impaling himself on his spear so in the mythology the spear was given to odin by loki which 
also sort of ties it. There's a lot of there's a lot of Norse mythology and, and runic magic and all of this, and I just think it's so awesome and high fucking time that there was like a proper movie done about this, not like possession or anything like. This was like a solid fucking movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was like Norse mythology with a crypto. Ju- Wow, cryptozoological spin. Yeah, and then but it starts off like Blair Witch Project, but then it it it, it like zips and zags, and it goes in this direction. And it's it's incredible. So yeah, I I really did love this. Yes. Um. So when shit gets real, uh, in the cabin, like after the nightmare happens, people are like they all had they all experiencing like night terrors. Like uh, one of the guys pisses himself. Um. Phil wakes up with that five-pointed wound in his chest and he starts bleeding. Um, one of the other guys, he's naked and he wakes he, he wakes up and he doesn't know why, but he's kneeling and praying in front of the idol and he's like severely messed up about this. Um, uh, and, you know, everyone's understandably, uh, they're scared out of their minds, so they keep on trekking. Uh, then... One by one, each of them starts to get picked off by this mysterious beast that's stalking them. And um, there is this great scene where Phil is um, going to sleep and he's dreaming. And a lot of his dreams are fueled by this guilt and shame. So he he thinks he dreams of a tent, of, of one of the, the tents uh, being snatched up. And he's like, and him being too powerless to do anything about it. And then it actually happens. And then all the other, and it's like, oh my God, this is real. And then, um, and then there's like this, these tense moments where they're running around in the dark. Um, and you know, one, they, they want to find their friend, but two, they can't lose track of the campsite cause it's dark and they can't see, or they might lose all their supplies. And it's like a, it's like all the worst situations about hiking and camping rolled into one. And it's awesome. I love it. Yeah. I... So, wait, so... Wasn't this after not Hutch? The other one gets taken, right? Um... This was before... No! Wait. When they're all sort of camped in the middle of the woods? Let's... I think this is one of my favorite moments. It's this beautiful moment, and correct me if I'm wrong, it's either this one or when Hutch goes missing. The creature is there, and you don't see it, but what you do see is one of their... I know it's definitely Hutch, because there's only two of them left after that. So when Hutch gets taken, it's literally my favorite moment ever, because of the beautiful camera work and audio work that goes on. You hear growling, you hear branches, and all you see is a flashlight being dragged backwards. Yes! Oh, that was so good. You see nothing else, and it was just... You can hear the screaming and then you hear it dissipate and then stop mm. immediately. So you know, you obviously know that he is hanging from a tree somewhere. He's not just dead. He's impaled and dead and mm. like dismembered. Yeah. But the visual, I could watch that over and over and over again. Yeah, this movie, I don't know how much of a budget they had. Um, uh, let me find out. Let's see. Um, I just think that they just did... Um, a lot of really clever things with this movie that didn't feel like a parody. I it felt it just it felt uh, appropriate and, yes. and really well done. And like to your point about like cinematography, like this 
this movie, I feel it's, I mean, it, this was definitely an indie film, but it felt, it felt it had like the, the, the powerhouse money backing of Hollywood. Like it just, you had like these incredible vistas and sh- and like like shot like just like extended shots of the Scandinavian landscape and um, apparently it was filmed in Romania. Ooh, that's great! Thank you, trivia. Um, and like you you like the, 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 it was like super crisp quality and like um, like there was incredible ambiance and it. it the, the like just how it was shot it felt really grounded it felt you felt really immersed and really part of this world and then and then layered on just layers and layers on top of that you have like that incredible acting like the a really tight story and like just amazing sound design like i like i feel like i i don't know how much they they spent but like this felt like a really huge blockbuster movie uh even though i don't think it was um, but that, that, that just gives credence to all the, the talent on the team and like, oh, it's, 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 so the only thing I could find about it was the film was on Wikipedia. The film premiered in September, 2017 at the Toronto International Film Festival, where its international distribution rights were sold to Netflix for 4.75 million. Mm-hmm. The film was theatrically released in the UK by E1 Films on the 13th of October to 2017 and grossed over $1 million during its run. Mm. And then it was released on Netflix as a Netflix original uh, about a year later. Yeah. Not even... Actually, no, I lied. I'm sorry. Not a year later. February 2018. So not... So just a few months. Um, I apparently can't do math. It's okay. It's fine. <laughs> um... I am surprised that it only has a 71% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. Rotten Tomatoes, you lie. It deserves more. It's so no, good. No, it really <laughs> does. I think at the very least, it should have in the solid 80s on Rotten Tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I don't know. I guess, I guess it's not for everybody. Uh, but it is for us because this movie was great. It was awesome. Oh, and like its official box office is one million, mm. but I doesn't. I can't find anything about how much it took to make mm. the movie. I mean, Netflix is kind of mom when it comes to some figures and stats and ratings and whatnot. But I hope this movie was profitable in, in the long run, and everyone gets paid. And because this movie, this movie just was done so well, and everyone deserves kudos and a and a bonus for all the incredible work they did um well i hmm the consensus on reddit was that it took anywhere between two to five or ten mil to make although that seems a little high i mean for a british horror movie that only made one mil i don't think so I mean, if you're talking like economics, that's a pretty cruddy return of investment. But right, that's why I'm thinking like I don't think it was that. I don't think it was that high. But on the other I mean, hand, look at I could, how much I, I could give it an argument. Look at how much Paranormal Activity made, and it was done with a budget of what nine grand, most of which was spent on the camera itself. Mm-hmm. I mean, I I guess with the I mean with the CGI stuff, I can imagine that's all a significant amount of budgeting went in. Um, mm. But yeah, I mean. But that's, but that's part of the 
I think they were pretty smart about CGI because a lot of the film. Okay, well, spoilers. There's a huge spooky monster that's killing everyone. Um, and oh right, we didn't even get to the fun part. Yeah, we didn't get to the fun part. Maybe we should go back to the. We're, we're, like, maybe we should go back to the fun part and talk about. Right, let's go back to the fun. So let's go back to the fun part. So after Hutch gets impaled on a tree. And everyone just goes, oh my god, da, da, da. they run away from the creature. But if they were paying attention, which they obviously weren't, they ended up finding a path that had lights on the path. I'm sorry, I don't care what I'm running away from. If I've been in the middle of the forest and I've been seeing spooky shit and all of a sudden I'm running and I see a path that is now being lit with lights i'm gonna make a right or a left and just keep running in the other direction in the woods because that is obviously also something i don't want to go near maybe this is also because i watch too many horror movies yeah true facts Uh... yeah like if if you were like let's just be honest so they get in there they manage to get inside this little house and you've seen a lot of these in the forest throughout this movie there's these like little house hut things that all have these effigies in them for whatever the fuck reason until now so they wake up and they are arms bound don't really understand what's going on and these people come in and they check both of them phil has the marks on his chest and the woman that comes in shows hers and is like the like kin like brethren like okay look takes one look at dom knows he doesn't have it and leaves him alone doesn't give him water doesn't give him anything and it's because this goes back to this whole thing of when you have incredible and like unbridled emotional pain wants to help relieve you of that pain obviously dom got his out in my opinion, I think when he confronted Phil and was like, this is your fault, you were a coward, he no longer really had all of that emotional pain. Mm-hmm. He was still a target, as they all were, but he, he sort of released it. He got rid of yeah, it. Yeah, it was so. like emotional catharsis. Um, exactly. And, like, exactly. and you know, they, I guess they were foreshadowing this from the beginning because they were commenting how Dom tends to, like, whine and complain and expresses. Uh, I guess his insecure, not insecure, it's like his grievances, like really openly most of the time. So, um, yeah. uh, this is actually a, a point, one of the the plot points where, um, or I guess is it's what it's a a personality quirk that factored into the reason why they took their shortcut. Anyway, it's like Dom's gonna, he's just gonna keep complaining over and over we take the long way around so i mean it, it's a win-win situation and so i that, that totally makes sense and i you know i didn't think about it until until now uh so that's a really great point um ryan um so they register all of that and then dom and this is also like another thing after everybody sort of had the same dream and everybody woke up in their own sort of states no one really wanted to talk about it except Hutch, actually. He was the only one that was like, no, we need to talk about this and understand what this means because I think he picked up on that's why what was happening to them was happening to them. So Dom takes this opportunity to say to Phil, like, I didn't tell you what my nightmare was about. It was about 
us being here and that thing putting its hands on me and I died. And that was it. Oh, wait. Wasn't Dom also talking about Gail, his his wife? Yeah, I was just going to say he was seeing his wife, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Which was so awesomely done because when they take Dom out and they tie him to a fucking pole... Oh. He starts screaming and his wife just comes staggering out of the, the forest. And I was like, this is gorgeous. <laughs> because what you have found out before this is that apparently the creature that they all sit and worship is called a Jotun. Mm-hmm. And they said it's the bastard offspring of Loki. Loki, as we all know, is a shapeshifter and trickster god. Which is why I thought the nod to having this creature be his wife was so beautiful. But in Norse mythology, in actuality, um, Jotuns are more like giants. Which also ties into one of the runes that was carved into the tree actually means giant. Mm-hmm. Which I thought, they, they really fucking did their homework on this. Either that or I'm reading way too much into it because I just got way too excited. Well, I mean, it's it's fun either way. I mean, it's, it's, it's great. Yeah, every, I think there's something in this for everybody. Mm. Um, so they're like, well, we don't speak his name, but it's the bastard offspring of Loki. So, however, this particular novel and movie decided to interpret the Yodin. It was a wonderful thing they did. Having it take the shape of his wife before you actually see this thing put its like deceased hands on him. It was just, I want someone to dress up as that thing. It is so, it is so cool. Like, or, or Comic-Con. Yeah. Like I want to see one. What you actually see, it's not a giant, but it's like a super original take of the Yotun. It's, it has like the body of like a giant elk. Um, it's like, like, think of a centaur, but I think of it, but the head is actually like a humanoid figure that's upside down and it has arms and it has like where it's mouth, like it's lower jaw should be. There's also a mouth, but it's, it's like the lower half is on its rib uh, where your ribs and torso are and hanging like underneath is a head with glowing eyes. And it's like. It's so, it's like a, it's like a hanging it's like a oh god how do I explain it's like a centaur but like the body is hanging over and, and you see like oh. spinal column like sticking out of its back it's kind of like someone took a um uh, a ram or a deer head mm-hmm. and like turned it upside down mm-hmm. and slapped it on its face yes and add some and add some human arms and like. Oh, and not so human good. arms too, like cloven hook. Like this whole thing was just like a was like a mishmash of 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 crypto of like cryptid. Yes, like take a bunch of cryptids that you've heard over the years and sort of sp- like it's like the um uh it's like the the the, the Wendigo, the fucking Jersey Devil, and and something else that I'm missing right now. And they just sort of and and influences of Norse mythology and they just created this ugly nasty ass looking thing. Oh, and it's huge. It is like what? Like f- 12 feet tall? It's Which is why I thought it was another fucking troll. Mm-hmm. But thank goodness it wasn't a troll. Like, I don't well, know. I would have been I really mean, mad if it was troll. I would have been really fucking mad if it was a troll. I think, I think it, how they designed it, it really... One is just god awful scary, and two, it's 
uh i think it ties to um like these theme like it's i i feel like it, it would they it would although there's a lot of scandinavian norse mythology but i think there's also a lot of like um like fey woodland mythology like this i felt like this creature was like half god half woodland spirit elemental given form yeah. and it's like it it sacrifices people to like relieve them of pain but it also kills people to like keep the forest alive that's that's something that i was like yeah. oh, maybe that's what maybe that's part of its its mo um but oh it was so cool and i really and I- like that they sort of rooted this uh i mean let's be honest at the end of all of this it is a paranormal like creature feature um but i do really like that they've rooted it in a I don't want to call it a dead culture because it's not. There are people who, there are pagans who practice with, within the realms of Celtic and Norse mythology, which I still think is awesome. But, um, and according to the uh, IMDb page, the or the article that I read, the runes that they use are more aligned with Wicca now than the strict Nordic runes. Um. Which, by the loose lines that they used, sure, fine. But you could sort of really see which rune they decided to take things from, with the exception of that one that I really couldn't figure out. Um, But I do think it was really awesome that they took something like this and made it something that was kind of like Hellraiser in a way that was like rooted in pain. Mm Mm-hmm. I was like, I will relieve you of this. Yes, yes, I will. I will free you from your suffering. Or right, yes, right. It was. It it's like live life eternal, that I will give you because you're worshiping me, or I'm gonna fucking massacre you. Which again goes back to the runes that they found on the tree. This whole thing of journey and rebirth and growth and and wealth and the fact that this creature. I'm positive these bodies were also being eaten by the people that were there. Because how the fuck do they eat? They don't use those guns for killing people. See, I was curious about animals. that. Like, like you, you, I don't know. If it was, it was just because they're they live in such a remote location, in like middle of this forest, or, or maybe because, or maybe since they bowed and kneeled and sh- paid re- homage and reverence to this horrifying god like being that they were granted like borrowed time you know so as long as they keep on worshiping this creature they would keep on living because because like they're they're the plate the compound they were living in looks like super rustic and archaic and like these uh these cultists like were wearing like super i don't know if they're they're just wearing rags or like they were just bit some of them have been living around for so long that you know their clothes well like, i naturally sort of... look uh, ancient except for that what the the girl uh, exactly yeah. i thought she was the girl whose id they found mm-hmm. now that could have just been me but she spoke very good english whereas the rest of them were just sort of silent um and maybe she lost i don't know that's that's how i took that i was like that has to be her yeah because she speaks english mm-hmm. and they i don't know mm-hmm. i could be reading too much into that too but i like that they did something with pain with this. I really do. I think that it's... I know that in horror movies, there's a lot to do with when it's possession of a house or this or that. There's a lot of stuff about 
well, the house is in pain or the people are in pain or the people that died here are in pain or whatever. But this was different. This is like... This is like eternal. redemption, but at a terrible cost. Exactly. Like, think if thinking about it on the surface, like, life eternal is painful in and of itself because you have to watch everybody die with the exception of the people you're with. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, do you really want to spend it with a bunch of old smelly, like, Swedes that have probably been around since the 1800s yeah. for the rest of your life? I mean, so... It's it's all very much rooted in a kind of pain, and I think that it's either a forgiving pain that will come and go over time, or a harsher pain that you have to deal with because you're not going to die right away if you get impaled on a tree. Yeah, you. It's a incredibly it's a gruesome death. way to die, and exactly. So Dom, Dom gets he gets that. Um, oh yeah, Dom gets it good. He gets it good. He like he like. Oh, you watch the whole thing. It's fantastic. It is. It is such a haunting scene. And then at this point, um, they're preparing Phil for his um, ritual. His his uh, I, I guess oh, what's it called? Initiation into the cult. Because mm. he's he's been chosen. He he's been marked. Uh, but he's not about that life. Uh, he finally like he he experienced like the most. Uh, narrative and emotional growth uh arc of any character i mean well yes i mean he's he's the final survivor um but he he gets over his crippling fear um and he gets into like pure survival mode like he breaks his own thumb to escape the chains uh grabs uh like a, a old musket or rifle sets the farmhouse on fire um and it goes into like this this brief manhunt with other uh villagers and it turns on to like mani model one-on-one between phil and the monster and they're they're, they're like duking out or running or ch- chasing or mostly phil running from the monster uh in the forest but it's like this amazing scene where the monster the the, the otun is he's playing tricks on his mind where um like he the creature is like summoning hallucinations so there's this one scene where phil is running and he starts running through the convenience store again and the monster is weaving in and out of the aisles and oh it was oh, oh like there's like they did ra- such a good job oh, in this so movie. good and then and then the fact that like this creature is huge but it knows the territory so well and it's super dark and phil loses his flashlight um a couple times oh but. And then he pushes him down, like, like he goes to pick him up, I guess, to sort of impale him on the tree, and he says, no, 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 please, 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 and drops him, and drops him into a praying position. So then he gets into this very defenseless position of, he goes back up, and I'm like, oh my god, this thing looks like a fucking tree, no wonder they never saw it, mm-hmm. it, like, blends in with the landscape. Mm-hmm. Which makes me want to go back and watch the movie and try and, like, find it as a tree. I mean, I'll, well, I, on your first watch, or if you're not paying playing as close attention the most you see are is like this giant antler ears which look like like tree branches branches yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and then when he gets up the the yotun comes back down it's like no bitch like stay down yes worship me exactly. stay down <laughs> Neil. Stay down. and he does it and they're Again, this is me probably uh, reading too much into it but one of the runes that I thought that they had combined, goes back to the representation of stopping a process and representing a primal form, 
which you really do see in his escape out of there. But more importantly, when he reaches a threshold and gets out of the forest and the Jotun is left in the forest and he is outside and they're just screaming at each other. Like, oh, well, 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 first Phil, I'm roaring. Well, Phil, first Phil, like hacks in the head with an axe. Which doesn't really seem to. It, he seems more hurt that like he hurt him mm-hmm. than like the wound, like the wound itself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's like, why would you do that? Mm-hmm. It's like, like I, I, I'm trying to help you, buddy. <laughs> like, right? It's like, it's like, ow, why? <laughs> Rude. Well, Rude. I guess I'm gonna chase you down now. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. If it, it, it seemed more like out of like shock and surprise, like, ow, why would you do this mm-hmm. to me? Uh, more than anything else, but it ends with the creature like wailing in anger over losing this yeah and him screaming back at him and then the Jotun does it again and it just becomes this like really like it's like a like, alpha dominance right thing. They're just, right they're, 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 they're just they're just so primal they're just yelling at each other and then uh the monster uh backs off because for some reason he can't proceed beyond the 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 limits of the forest and then and i like that they don't like touch any of that yeah and then and then it ends with phil like turning around and he, he can see the lodge in the distance and there's like a, a car that you can see a car driving in the distance as well mm, i think so yeah. yeah so but like i said i could have i could have read way too much into all that runic norse mythology stuff but mm. it just seemed uh everything they did seemed incredibly deliberate mm-hmm I mean, so. this was a very smart movie. Um, it was really well put, put, well put together. And yeah, yeah. Like, I'm wondering if they just hired, you know, like, maybe it was some of the producers. Maybe Andy Serkis. Maybe he's, like, a secret scholar of North, Norse mythology. He's like, oh, yeah, really there's cool this, this, and this. I, I thoroughly enjoyed this movie, though. Mm. I think that it, it's easily going to become one of my new favorites that I can watch mm. over and over again. Oh, uh, it's... Yeah, definitely. Like, um, like I was definitely. I mean, I, I back in the day, I enjoyed Blair Witch Project, and I, I, I was having nostalgia feels. Um, but then, yeah, you know, after the cabin in the woods scene, and like, and then the fact that it's like, oh wait, no, this is like, this is like Jaws. This is a, there's a creature stalking them. This is this is like Predator. It's like it's yeah. picking off one by one. It's like okay, okay, and then that giant reveal in the end. It's like I love this monster. I want to be best friends with this guy. This is so cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, of course you do. Of course I do. Ah, oh, man, this movie so good. No, it was it was really it was so fucking well done. Mm-hmm. I I have nothing bad to say about it. I, mm-hmm. really don't. I really enjoyed this. I I'm just really curious what would be the aftermath because like what would happen like I hope well, there's no sequel. I hope I, this there is shouldn't a be. I really there really shouldn't be. There shouldn't be uh, a sequel. Um, but you know yeah, R- Rafe Spout just shows out of, out of the nowhere out of nowhere. You know without the rest of his party and he's all bloodied up and. He's taught. What can you? What could you do after a situation? <laughs> after like a life experience like that, like you're, you know, you you probably can't talk about it because everyone thinks you're insane and they throw you into an institution or, or, or maybe maybe he he just has this new sense of I don't give a fuck attitude because I I nothing will bother me now because I I I escaped the clutches of a forest deity centaur 
creature with its face open. <laughs> Faces. I don't know. How many mouths it ha- does it have? It had, it had at least two. Two. <laughs> Uh, it only had two. <laughs> it could be more. You don't know, Ryan. It was dark. I mean, it actually could be more. I I don't want to. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. I will say that now that we've seen this, I want to see David Bruckner's other directorial credit, which is a movie that happens to be on my queue on one of the various streaming services mm-hmm. called Southbound. Ooh, shiny. Mm-hmm. Very much demon associated, so it should be right up your alley. Awesome! I really want to watch the signal. Um, so it's like a, yes, it's, that's another one of his. Yeah, it's a pseudo anthology film. Um, and it's all it's a it's very Black Mirror esque. Well, he was a writer on VHS, which is an anthology film. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, uh, I just love the idea of like, I just, I love Black Mirror. Like, this is not, this is, this is no surprise, but like, the signal Shocking. is, uh, uh, it's told into three parts or three transmissions, uh, mm. where like telecommunication and, and like TVs and phone devices transmit a signal that turn people mad and activates like murderous behavior. It's like, oh my God, this is my, sh- this is my jail. I need to watch this right now. So. That sounds like Halloween 3 and something else. Mm-hmm. What's that other movie? Uh, um, uh, you know which one I'm thinking of. Yes. I just, okay. It's on the tip of my tongue. We'll, we will, yeah. post-production, we'll, we'll feel, you know, what's, what's going to happen? We're going to stop recording, and then like a minute later we'll remember. So, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, this dude... Um, David Bruckner, this guy is so talented. Uh, I, I'm curious to see. Oh, so the ritual was his most recent project. Uh, before that, it was Siren, um, and their Southbound VHS talk show, The Signal, and his first film, Psychopathia Sexualis. Um, so yeah. Um, that so, sounds good. Yeah, so uh, Psychopathia Sexualis is a 2006 American drama film. Um, the film's vignettes are based on the sexual perversity st- or perversity, wow, perversity study of okay Richard Vaughn Kraft Ebing. Um, okay, so uh, what did David do on that part? Um, oh, so he was a cinematographer. Wow, cinematographer uh, on that film. I cannot talk today. I'm just <laughs> anyway. That's okay. Um, oof, this movie so good, Ryan. I would give it six out of five tree branches. And by branches, I mean antlers. And by antlers, <laughs> I mean the six out of five Jotun centaur beasts. <laughs> I have to agree with you. There's nothing I didn't like about this movie. Mm. It, it was just, again, it was just beautifully shot. Incredible shooting locations. Um, I, I think a, a simple plot premise, but that it just, I think it just, but layered on, it had a lot of depth between like the characters and the world building and the setting and um, like the visuals. Um, I, it's just, 
It was it was a perfect film. I I'll, I will I, say it. It was great. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely um I definitely have like a new soft spot for this movie. Like I would love to find out if there are special features anywhere living out in the interwebs that I have to watch mm-hmm. and interviews and all this other stuff. I like have to know everything now. Mm-hmm. Um we should also become North mythology scholars. And okay. yeah, yeah. Like, um I mean Let's we, do it. We we have we have Neil Gaiman's North Mythology book, which is great. Oh, um, it was so good. But we need more. And don't forget there was don't forget there are also certain aspects of American gods that tie into Norse mythology as well as a bunch of other mythologies mm-hmm. that he, there is just something about listening to Neil Gaiman um write about Norse mythology that just feels very uh comfortable. Mm-hmm. You should write another like, book. I know. He, I know he wrote one book about Norse mythology, but you should write another one. Right. I mean, like two. he, like his his writing is exquisite. Um, I know. I, I just think that there is something about reading what he does with mythologies that just make it that just feels really comfortable for him. I don't know what it is. Maybe mm. that's just me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I totally but, yeah. agree. Yeah. Um. Uh, you know what? I would love a commentary track of this mm. movie with Neil Gaiman. How awesome would that would be? Oh, he should. Yes. Okay. So everyone, we need we need you to tweet at Neil Gaiman. Tweet at Neil Gaiman. Uh. <laughs> um, yes. Please do. And if you ask who sent sent you, it will be it will be us. Your 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 Leopard Dread crew. Yeah. Yes. Um. So Ryan, we're, so when are we gonna go hiking in 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 Switzerland? It would be great. It would be great. Halloween. This Halloween, yes. On Halloween, we have so much go. stuff set up for Halloween. I love it. We do. It's our month. Oh, well, you know what? I'm not gonna say. We're not. Post production. No, no, we're gonna go. We're gonna go to Sweden on um, Halloween. Yeah, yeah. Or we'll just go to Massachusetts. Mm. Whichever one's closer. But is there Norse Jotun gods hanging out in Massachusetts? No, oh. there are the ghosts of dead witches hanging out. Okay, all these consolation prize. Let's go. I'm down. There's something for everyone. Okay. Um, well, and then there are also I... like the plethora of pumpkins in Tarrytown. Ooh, excellent. Yeah, there's like a whole pumpkin thing that happens, and they do like ghost tours at night where you can walk through a cemetery with a lantern. <gasps> That's awesome. I think Chris is coming to visit. Yes. 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 Okay. Great. Cool. Great. Um, um, yeah. I think I um, normally we have a spoopy segment, but I feel like I feel like I don't know. I, think, I feel oddly satisfied. I feel with greatly. This. Like, I, I am greatly content. I. I think, yes. I think we should finish while we're ahead. And, okay. And just everyone go to Netflix and watch the ritual or rent it or or buy it. It's or buy it. Just support this movie. Support. Support David Bruckner's vision so he can make more spoopy movies because yeah. he's great. Um, all right, so that was that was our episode about the ritual. This was uh, episode yeah. eight. Uh, Ryan, what do we have next on the slate? So next on the slate, I'm super excited for this because it looks terrible, but I really can't wait to watch it. 
We are going to be talking about the Meg. <gasps> yes! Shark Week is coming, shark. and I, I love sharks, and then we'll, we'll have all the shark things, um, and like the Meg looks so ridiculous, and I love it. It looks ridiculously dumb, but mm. I don't care. Mm. I'm so excited to see it, so we're going to be talking about the Meg, like fresh off of seeing mm. it. I can't wait. I'm mm-hmm. super excited. Mm-hmm. We're really excited to talk about this. All, so we're going to talk all things sharky. Awesome. We're going to talk about the Jaws and the Deep Blue Sea and the Sharknado and like real life shark attacks. It'll be great. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I'm I'm very like I I know I know Ryan knows how how special this this upcoming episode is going to be. It'll me. be a three hour episode. Knowing oh, him, true, I'm facts. Have to reel him in. true facts. True facts. No, no. I, I don't think I'm going to sleep because I'm going to spend like every every waking moment trying to consume all the shark movies. He's going to go see the Meg and then spend 24 hours staying awake. Yes. Like doing everything about sharks. Yes. I'm very excited. Yes, Shark Week. It's great. I love it. Let's do it. Okay. All yes. right. We're going to do it. So okay. that's, that's our next episode. We're going to be talking about the Meg. Mm. I am stupid excited about this mm-hmm. so i can't wait mm-hmm. true, true facts true facts um all right so this was left for dread you can find this show uh anywhere you can find podcasts so soundcloud stitcher google play itunes um so whatever podcast player app you use or or, or listen uh leave us a positive review and rating uh especially itunes um uh that helps us spread the show, spread awareness, and it helps us reach new listeners. And if you give us a five-star rating, um, you get some free prizes. We have a whole bunch of amazing uh, Left 4 Dread stickers uh, based on our logo, and we want to give them to you. So leave us a, a five-star rating, leave us a, a positive review, and you get a sticker. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. And uh, Ryan, where can people find us to talk about sharks? Or you Yo Tune. Find- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Mm-hmm. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, everywhere that the internet is accessible. Um, come talk to us. Come play with us, Danny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. We are so excited. Mm-hmm. We love talking about horror movies in case you haven't noticed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Yeah. We are uh, around and rapidly awaiting you guys yes so come chat with us yes and and uh a couple of things if you go hiking don't stay, stay out of the woods stay stay out of the woods stay out, stay on the path the buddy system works have a backup <laughs> plan and uh, uh stay I, dreadful yeah yeah stay dreadful stay dreadful that's stay dreadful Woo! peace out <laughs>